Live from the Pivotal Logic Studio in Maple Grove, Minnesota, I'm your host, Billy G. Bold, courageous, and battle ready. Thanks for joining the Pivotal Logic Tech Talk Tuesday podcast. I hope everybody had a fun and relaxing 4th of July. I love to fish, and I had an opportunity to fish with my grandchildren over the weekend. I don't know if you ever fished with uh, your grandchildren, but it's quite the uh, experience. Uh, getting all the poles ready, making sure all the tackles in there, the life jackets, and get the worms ready and the minnows ready in the net. And then you uh, get them in the pontoon, and one of them says, Hey, Papa, I got to go potty. I said, Okay. So you got to take him back in the cabin, got to bring him back on the boat. Uh, I don't know, maybe it's just easier having them fish off the end of the dock. I don't know. Just like fishing with the grandkids, your business needs to be better prepared to combat fishing attacks. So you don't act like a fish out of water. (laughs) Hey, just a couple uh, facts and figures. In just the first half of 2019, data breaches exposed 4.1 billion records, according to risk-based. Another fact is hackers attack every 39 seconds and on average 2,244 times a day. Wow. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when they're going to be attacking. So one thing, as we've noticed through COVID-19 with working remotely becomes more acceptable or required, the growing risk of ransomware and phishing attacks obviously will increase. And we just need to be better prepared and understanding cybersecurity more than ever before to ensure that your business is smarter than the fish. So just a couple uh, tips that will help you be better prepared. Number one, make sure you update your security policy and procedures to include remote workers like multi-factor authentication. If you don't know what that is, it's just like when you sign in with, um, like on your phone or something, you'll have, you'll sign in with your name and then they'll send you a text and say, hey, verify your mother's maiden name or your, or your, um, your favorite pet or your favorite food, just to make sure that it's you. And then also uh, make sure that you use a VPN, which is a, uh, encrypts your, uh, data as you access critical business applications and people can't track your progress or get to your computer. A number two tip is review your backup and recovery plans to ensure you can successfully restore critical uh, data from an alternative site. So when we talk about an alternative site, we're talking about not just backing up to a USB drive or backing up to another hard drive, but have a separate backup like in the cloud. So when your computer... Um, it stops working or crashes, you can rebuild your computer and then you can pull that data back from the cloud and then restore it and then be up and running. You also want to test that to make sure that it works uh, when you need it the most. Uh, number three tip, you need to educate yourself. You need to really get out there and understand what phishing is and how to be better prepared uh, for employees to recognize and not click on phishing attempts. Uh, biggest phishing attempt I've seen is a caribou coffee card. It's a free $5 coffee card, um, and you apply for it, but it's actually a phishing attempt, and it gets you to put your information in there, and they get to all your data. So that's a biggie to look out for, Caribou Coffee Card. So the big thing, if you're in doubt, do not click or download anything. Once you start downloading documents or attachments, that's when all the viruses get into your computer. They wait actually up to 11 months to propagate into your computer to start getting your data And then eventually your computer stops working and all your data is corrupt. And then the ransomware people say, hey, look, to get your data back, you got to pay me $300 and I'll give your data back. But even then, they don't even guarantee you get your data back. So if you don't know what your phishing prone score is, which is 
Um, if you had 100 employees and let's say 10% of them clicked on ransomware, that would be a 10% prone score. And the best prone score I've seen out there is 2.3% for your business. So you have to educate your employees and make sure you roll out a security awareness training program. As always, we have a free resource as part of our giving back opportunity. You can get your free phishing prone score to see how well you're prepared. Check out the show notes below to get the link to get your free score. To recap the three tips that will help you be better prepared, update your security policies and procedures, review your back and recovery plans, and educate yourself and employees recognize and not click on phishing attempts. Hey, it's Jeffy G. It's time for the Q&A segment. I'm going to be asking questions and Philly G is going to be answering them. First question is Chuck from Woodbury. Chuck says, I own a company with around 45 full-time employees, and we have been thinking about moving our core applications to the cloud. How do I know if my company would benefit from moving to the cloud? Hi, Chuck. Thanks for submitting your question. We appreciate it. Uh, The best thing we can do, Chuck, is look at the business driver. Now, we got to have a business driver or we're not going to be successful moving any application to the cloud. So we look at the three P's which are pain, purchase, and productivity. Pain, you have to have some type of existing pain or need that's not being fulfilled today. For example, if you had a ransomware attack or a security issue, then that's some pain that you, that is the business driver and you have to have a solution. So purchase, purchase is uh, some type of hardware in the near future, whether you need more storage or outdated servers, you need to invest in that. And that's a good way to maybe look at cloud as an alternative. Productivity appears to be probably one of the biggest drivers is that employees need to be more productive in the workforce. So if you have some type of pain, some type of purchase, some type of productivity, then that would be a huge benefit to moving to the cloud. Next question is Matt from Burnsville. I've been hearing about 5G. Can you explain it? Hi, Matt. Thanks for the question. 5G. Yeah, 5G is getting a lot of hype. Uh, it's basically a wireless mobile network. If you look back through the uh, generations of uh, networking, you had 1G, which in the back in the 1980s delivered basic analog voice, and then came along uh, 2G, which was digital voice, which really made the um, conversation sound much more clear and not broken up. Like you're talking like this and you can't hear me. Remember those days? And then along came uh, 3G, which was the mobile data. So we had mobile data come along. It was amazing, but it kind of crawled through kind of slow. We're going to cap you at one meg, two meg, and you could connect your phone, but often it wouldn't even connect if you're out in the rural areas. You couldn't really get data. You could make a call, but it was kind of choppy too. But then came along 4G, which was awesome for mobile broadband. You can stream videos. You can check your email. You can watch videos. But 5G is uh is really something that's going to be huge it's uh increased speed uh increased reliability and really reduced latency which is performance so you're not gonna get all the choppiness but more importantly i think that you know being ready for this 2.1 trillion dollar gdp market is going to open up the door to sell our services provide services to our customers so really having applications that are ready like cloud and different applications and services they can get on their phone is going to be huge next up is chris from minnetonka chris says i don't feel we have the people on staff we need to keep up with new technologies especially with how quickly technology is changing 
What is the best way to make sure we're not missing something that could create a competitive advantage for our company? What do you think, Philly G? Hi, Chris. Thanks for the question. I appreciate it. Uh, we know how hard it is out there, Chris. We know it's not easy uh, running your business or trying to run IT uh, with lack of resources, lack of expertise is very difficult. Uh, with IT staff already wearing multiple hats and responsibility, we're already kind of stretched kind of thin. So it's hard to stay updated on innovative technologies to improve security and grow the company uh, competitive advantage. But my biggest recommendation is to find a trust advisor. Uh, find someone that you trust, someone you can talk to with at least every quarter and just review uh, what your peers are doing and make sure you have a technology plan to review. Uh, if you don't have one, work with that trusted advisor to build one. This day in tech history. Wow, remember dial-up connectivity back in the AOL days where you could log in, you could let it connect, go get a cup of coffee. You probably even take a shower and then get connected. Things have really changed today, but let's take a look at this day in tech history, July 7th, 1752. Joseph Marie Jacquard, inventor of the Jacquard Loom, the Jacquard Loom pioneered the use of punch cards to give instructions to a machine. In this case, a loom weaving rugs and linens. That's interesting. Herman Hollerath later latched onto the punch card technique for his machines that calculated the U.S. Census in the early part of the 20th century. The first several decades of computers continued to utilize punch cards for programming. This completes this day in tech history. Now back to Jeffy G the continuation of the Q&A segment. All right, Philly G, thank you. Wow, some interesting facts there. We've come a long way since 1752. Next question is Darius from Hudson, Wisconsin. We're crossing the river. Row the boat, baby. Darius says, I own a small business, and when the stay-at-home order was announced, I worried about the productivity of my employees. Is there a way I can make sure my employees are staying productive while working remotely? Hi, Darius. Great question. There's two sides to a coin. The first side is the employee responsibility. They got to show up. They got to do their job. But more importantly, they have to have the tools to do their job too. And that's your job. So ensuring that the applications are performing, making sure that the network is running, make sure they can get to those corporate applications to do their job is really important. We do have tools to be able to help you with that, to gain the visibility and have more of a proactive approach, you can contact info at pivotallogic.com for more information. Our final question comes from Joe from Blaine, Minnesota. Joe says, with COVID-19 putting a strain on my team, I need to get a bigger IT budget. What's the best way to position it to my boss? Hi, Joe. Thanks for the question. We appreciate it. Uh, right now, Joe, is the best time to... Uh, be pitching to your boss because uh, with COVID-19, uh, we can explain what we did well and what we did not so well. So first thing too is identify user expectations, maybe conduct some type of survey uh, to your employees of what's important to them uh, and how they experience COVID-19 from a technology perspective. Number two is what impact does it have to the business? And number three is the benefit of the new service and what's the return on investment and what we can expect with investing those dollars to be better prepared for the future. That completes today's episode. Make sure to join us in two weeks 
To hear more trends and insights from me, Philly G, you can submit your questions now to info at pivotalogic.com or check the show notes for more information. Thanks for listening to Tech Talk Tuesday. Have a blessed day.